How could it be that the Torah would permit one of the three cardinal sins that we're commanded to die for? How could it be that when someone's running into battle and he sees an Asius Yifas Toyar, he wants to marry a non-Jewish captive of war, that he's permitted to do so? Our parsha begins describing the war that the Jewish people are fighting. And one of the soldiers of the Jewish army sees this woman. And he desires her. All of a sudden, the Torah just says, it's mutter. It's now allowed to marry this non-Jewish captive woman. Immediately, we look at Rashi, who tells us that this marriage is permitted because that this Pasuk is talking directly to the evil inclination. If the Torah does not allow you to marry her, your lust will overtake you and you will marry her. Okay, so here's our reason. It's mutter because either way, this Jewish soldier would commit the sin. So then the next Pasuk can become very bothersome. So if it's now allowed, why would Pasuk Yud Beis tell us, So now you have to shave her head in order to make her repulsive to you, and make her nails grow. This person is still required to fight back against his lust and to not marry her or fight to try to not marry her, although it's already been permitted and it's mutter. Is it mutter? And allowed, or is it still prohibited? If it's mutter, then why do I have to fight my Yetzirah still? We see here a truly important insight in the way that a person must fight his Yetzirah. Rav Yeruchim explains that it's not all or nothing. We don't throw the baby out, God forbid, with the bathwater. And yes, it is possible, and even a valiant endeavor to take up arms for to cool off Gehenim. This man has been overcome by his Yetzirah. He is now permitted to do the sin because it is an unfair challenge. The odds have been stacked against him. Yet still, the Torah asks that he fight. That he not give up. That he not give in totally. He still has to try as best as possible to fight back against the Yetzirah. Although, he has lost. Rashi tells us, that she should grow her fingernails to godlim, she should grow them, so that it become disgusting. We're still trying to keep him from doing the sin. It is a common daily occurrence that we slack off in one area, be it we miss our alarm, so the Yetzirah comes and tells us, well then, okay, you missed your alarm, so keep sleeping, or we're in the middle of a Shemona Esrei, and it hasn't been going kahoygen according to plan. So we could either finish strong, or the Yitzhar comes again and says, eh, you already did it. You might as well continue to slack off because you already began slacking off. You might as well throw out the baby with the bathwater, God forbid. But our tzaddikim recognize that this is the job of the Yitzhar. This is all Yetzirah telling you to just throw it all away, it's all or nothing. Listen to this story from a gadol who lives in our generation, and I'm not going to say his name because it probably will embarrass him and he won't want me to say his name, I would assume. I heard the story first from Rabbi Pesach Kron, then from my father-in-law also related to me, and now I think it sheds some light onto this topic. 
Moshe wasn't doing very well in yeshiva. He was struggling, and by struggling I mean that even the basic siddharim, the basic yeshiva schedule was hard for him. But worse than that, even basic keeping Shabbos was hard for him. Moshe was going downhill quickly, and as the Yetzirah often does, if it's just not working and everything seems to be a struggle, well then, he might as well give it all up. And this Thursday, Maishi turns to his friend and says, you know, I'm going to go to the movie theater this Friday night. Why don't you come with me, he asked. His friend replied, well, how are you going to get there? You don't have a car? He said, I'm going to steal my Rebbe's car and I'm going to drive to the movie theater. His friend tries to convince him out of it, but to no avail. His mind is set. He wants to go see the movie. He buys tickets. It's Friday night. He ditches the meal, jumps into the vehicle, driving to the movie theater, buys his ticket, sits down to watch the movie. One of the Bachram in the yeshiva noticed what had happened, and he decided that he was going to tell the Rosh Yeshiva about what had happened, where his car was and where this Bachar had gone. And the Rosh Yeshiva, when he heard what had happened, he left the meal. He started walking towards the movie theater. He walked over a mile's length, walked in, told the ticket puncher that I just need to walk into the movie to see one person, but I'm not going to stay. They allowed him in. He found the bacher. He sat down next to him. He put his arm around the bacher. The bacher looked at his Rebbe in total disbelief. What are you doing here? And he said, well, I just wanted to come and say good Chavez and to let you know that be careful not to have the popcorn here because I think that it has a problem with the hashkacha. There are so many limudim from this story, but the one I want to pull out of this is that the righteous know that not because somebody is doing perhaps one thing wrong do they just throw away everything. There's levels to us in our fight against the Yetzahara. And even if a person is struggling, every inch that he can remain strong in is valuable to the Yebishter. You're up to Valam al and davening and it's not working. Those last brachos that you have are worth so much to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Yetzahara wants to tell us, nah, it's already over. You'll get it next time. We rationalize. When you think about it, it's really all Yetzahara. You miss your workout and now your brain tells you, well, I missed the workout. I might as well have the donut now because I'm not working out. When the truth is that you'll work out tomorrow, perhaps even go work out now. But we rationalize once there's one fault, well then eh, let's just mach avek. Let's throw it all away. The Torah asks of this Yid, who has faltered to still fight, to still, although he's been overcome and it's even permitted to do this sin, we still ask him to battle on. Listen to this Gemara, Mesech Debrachos, Daf, Tesvav, Amadbeis. Quote, Kol hakore Kriya Shema, anyone who reads Kriya Shema, Umedaktik Baosio Seha, and he's particular about saying the letters and the words properly. Mitzaninin lo gehenim. They cool off purgatory for you. You cooled your hell, God forbid. Now, what business do we have trying to cool off hell if you're in Gehenim? God forbid no one should know of it. Except again, we see that 
there's good and there's bad. But even in the bad, we don't just throw it all away and say, well, I already messed up, so it's over. I'm five pages back in my dafyomi, so I might as well just bundle it up and throw it all away. Name, you could cool Gehenna. You don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You just throw out the water if you have to throw out the water. And it's not all or nothing. We fight for every inch. This is a very important and impactful idea, especially for our generation. We all have our ups and downs. And the Yetzirah so ferociously tells us that, eh, give it all up. You've already messed up. But the Tyra reveals to us here that's not how we should think. We should battle back and say, you may have messed up. I maybe have messed up. Perhaps, like we find here, that it was even permitted an, an inescapable and unsurmountable challenge of this Asia Yifas Toar. But still we ask him to va'asasa and to shave her head and to still take up arms and not give up the fight. So... No, it is not all or nothing. It is a battle for every single inch.